It says, God saw all that he had made. That's you and me, boys and girls, worms, wood lice. I was hearing talk about a ladybird earlier on. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Very good. If you just sit quietly for a moment, sit as quietly as you possibly can and tell me what you can hear. William. Bird. What was that bird? Who knows what that is? Noisy bird? It is a magpie, isn't it? Bill knows. Okay, what else? Just listen over here. Just listen. Just have to be really, really quiet. I can hear a fire engine. Probably. What's the word I'll be going for? They've gone shy. Either way, welcome to everybody here and welcome to all creation. And we need all of these little bugs around us that God has made. Without these little bugs, we wouldn't be able to live. They do fantastic work looking after the soil, which looks after all the wonderful things that we grow, that we get to eat, and that we're going to be involved with helping Joe later with making things grow, good things grow. So well over your background, whether you're a creepy crawling um, or whether you're a guest with us today, welcome. <laughs> Isaiah 58 verse 11. The Lord will guide you always. The Lord will guide you always. There's a promise there that the Lord will guide us. Kids, question. Do you know what is a satnav? Please put your hand up if you know. All the kids, all the kids, do you know what is a satnav? No, you are a kid, you are a kid, but kids less than 10. Thank you, Bill. Right, one. Elsie, tell us what's a satnav. It helps you <coughs> to your destination. Now, kids, have you ever seen your parents use a sat-nav in the car? Yes. 
Right. Good. Does your parents keep to the sat-nav or do they sometimes veer off the path because they think they've got a better way? Which one, Elsie? One more dad. Daddy. Oh. <laughs> he has his own way. <laughs> yes, William. Um, both. Both of them sometimes veer off. Okay, well, I'm sure that Barry veers off a lot because he knows the roads and he knows ways around that. Yes, he's wise. Now, your, your destination doesn't change when you veer off. It just reroutes itself. The surroundings might change, the road might change, but your destination stays the same. Now there's another kind of guidance in that. Sure. Yo. Can I ask you? Yes. Charlotte's been here before. Can you find us Ben Nevis on the map? But we're only going to give Charles if, if that's okay, Charles. Yep. Is that alright? We're only going to give Charles a minute. Right, timing, man. Timing. No, let's make it thirty. Uh, let's make it thirty seconds. Right. Right. So, 30 seconds, find us Ben Evers, please. One, two, three, four, five, no pressure. It's a mountain. Yes, he's found it. That is very good. Thank you, Shell. Now, yes, you get one asparagus. Okay, now, I've been up Snowden with Shell. Uh, during February in the snow. I've been up uh, Scoffel with Charles in the first Oda challenge we did. And I've never been up Ben Evers with Charles, but the thing is, I trust Charles. If Charles was ever to lead a group of people up a mountain with or without a map, I'll trust him. Now, how about, you're welcome. How about the guy that laid out the map, he drew the map, worked out where everything is, he knows this map inside out. Who would you trust more? Charles, who knows the map a little bit, or the person, man or woman, who made this map, drew it out, knows all the details. Which one, do you, which one would you trust more? If you didn't, if you didn't know Shaw, if you didn't know Shaw, you didn't know how smart I really was. Yes, if you didn't know how smart Shaw really was, who would you trust more—the person who drew out the map, worked it out, measured it out, knows it inside it out, or Shaw that found Ben Evers on the map? The map maker. The map maker. Right. Yes. Right now, the correct term. Educated. Now. In life, we have this map. God wrote this map. He knows this map inside out. We need to study this map. But sometimes, we don't study this map enough. We rather want to read other books to explain the ways of the Bible. 
we, we try to rather listen to what other people have to say, even if we don't know them, instead of listening to the one who wrote it. Now, to look at other books and listen to other people is not wrong, but this here is black and white. You can't change this map. This map is what it is. It'll guide us. How does it guide us? It guides us through the scriptures, and it guides us through the Holy Spirit. Now, when we were immersed through baptism, we received Jesus, and we received the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit guides us. How does He guide us? There's various explanations of how He guides us, but He knows He's within us. And He knows through His Scripture that He will guide us. If we read Romans 12, verse 2, you are most familiar with that. We know that through the transformation of our mind, renewing of the mind, we will know what is God's will. Amen. We will know what is God's will. Let's carry on. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. Now, who of you have ever been in a sun-scorched land? I know the Macons have had. Because you were in Israel. And, and, Israel. and Israel. Yes. Same place. Same place. Yes, Bill. What about the Namuk? Yes, Zimbabwe, although there's a lot of plants there. Oh my days. It's hot. Yes. Cyprus. Barry. Which is very hot and dry. And not much growing apart from the stuff that they irrigate, like golf courses. Yes, Stefan, you've been. Namibia. Namibia. Always wanted to go to Namibia. Always wanted to go to Namibia. Now, it says there, He will satisfy your needs in a sun scorched land. Sometimes I have to stop and think what are my needs. Not just physical needs, but spiritual needs. I've got a lot of wants, trust me. I would like to have, uh, if a Toyota re representative is listening, Toyota Hilux 4x4 twin cap 2.4 diesel. But anyway, it's very specific. I think it should be more specific. <laughs> what color? White. Because um, it doesn't show the scratches. Um, You've sorted all out. I like that. I have. So, I would love to have a Toyota pickup because it's practical. I'd like to have a piece of land, which we have, to do some horticultural therapy, which is possible. Those are wants. They're not needs. On Tuesday, Stefan came and helped me with Lisa's car that broke down last Thursday, Wednesday. Uh, it didn't want to start, didn't want to jump start, nothing like that. And uh, we thought there's only one thing left, push start. And, uh, before Stefan and I did that, I just said, God, Lisa and I really need this car. But if this car's not going to stop, then I want to tell you how to highlight. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? 
Lisa Scott started. <laughs> <laughs> With the second attempt, it started. It almost died, and he's still running. So, not yet. Not yet. What? What's my spiritual? I know I sometimes have to be still and just immerse myself in God's presence and I do that in the woods, I do it here, I'm building a place there. Sometimes go to the other woods where I can just be quiet where no one is else. No one else is there and I, I don't want to be disturbed, it's just me and God. Sometimes I do that under the water. Where do you go to be still, to be fully immersed by God's presence? Where do you go? Do you have to do so many chores at home, get up, sort out the kids, start getting on the treadmill. And sometimes you um, you can't get still. It doesn't have to be every day. It can just be um, whenever you have the need to be still with God. Find that time, make that time. Husbands, if, um, if you know your wife needs time, Help her. Not help her by finding time, not help her by having the time, but help her by looking after the kids. Do some chores at home or whatever it is. Put your stuff to one side just for a little bit. Look after your wife. Pray to your wives. Please do the same with your husbands. I'm, I'm sure that the wives do that maybe more than the husbands do. Yeah, chores. Yeah. <laughs> So the kids can do whatever they want. <laughs> but wow. you would raise this so well. Make time. Make, time and make sure. Make sure husbands and wives are looked after. What are your spiritual needs? Make sure that your own spiritual needs get met. Whatever it is, maybe go with a brother or a sister. Go and pray. Spend time. Talk about life. Be open. Whatever it is that you need to change in your life, talk about it, think about it, pray about it. But then do something about it. Let's go back. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. He will strengthen your frame. Now we know that soft perennials, anyone knows, sometimes have got a frame, a support, because they can easily blow over, maybe the flowers get too big and they can blow over. But that support keeps it up. That support keeps it flourishing, that support keeps it flowering. What are your supports that you use? Who is the support that you use to stand up and not be blown over? If you get blown over, you can get up again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <coughs> a perennial, I do apologize, Danny. Maybe some other people don't know. A perennial is something that comes up in the spring, either flowers in the spring, flowers in the summer, autumn. It dies down to the ground, but it comes back year after year. It's a plant that lasts three years or more. That's a perennial. And some perennials are very soft. So, I've got a, a, a peony in the back that they threw away at work and I planted it. That is a plant that might need some support because it's quite soft when it's a young plant. Thanks for that, Danny. I can't just assume people know what I'm talking about. That's a good point, actually. Thank you. 
and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden. A well-watered garden. Kids, if there's a garden, right, in someone's house, and they always water it, what do you think it's going to look like? Is it going to be flourishing, or is it going to look a bit manky? Yes, Alice. Is it going to look pretty, or is it going to look ugly? Pretty. Pretty. Yes, it's going to look pretty. And if, yes. It's fresh. Yes, it's going to be fresh. All the plants are going to be growing. Yes, Elsie. It's going to be clean. Now, is it going to be clean? Now, all the plants are growing. They're getting quite big. They're flowering. Do you think there's going to be any little weeds growing underneath the big shrubs? Do you think, kids, there's going to be any little weeds growing underneath the big, beautiful shrubs that's covering all the ground? And when you look underneath it, do you think there's going to be any little weeds there? Yes, Evie. They will be. They will be. So weeds can doesn't mean weeds is, is is a bad thing. If we have weeds in our life. What is a weed? A weed is a plant in an undesired place. Anything can be a weed. Dandelion, I've got a purpose. Dandelion's got a big taproot system. Dandelions mainly grow in areas where the soil is compact. What does it do? It releases, it, it loosens the soil and it helps when the root dies that other plants can grow there as well. So dandelion could be a, a weed, but it can also be a good plant. Well-watered garden. Is this a well-watered garden? Looks like it. Now, you think it is. I don't think so. Because I see all the bits that need to change. I see all the bits that I still have to do. But what do you see? You see plants flourishing, flowers, fruit. Potato. Asparagus. And asparagus. Asparagus. Jim's quite busy. We'll get Bill, don't worry. <laughs> so, when we stand before God just as we are, what does He see? He, say, he sees the fruiting shrubs, fruiting perennials. See the beauty in our lives. I sometimes focus on the bad stuff, the negative stuff, the stuff I want, but I don't have. Well watered garden. Well watered garden. What garden am I? What garden am I for? My wife, for Scarlett, for my family back home, for my friends, people at work. What garden am I? What garden are you? Are you a garden that's well watered? And a well watered garden is maintained. It's not just planted, watered and left alone. I want to wrap up just quickly. The Lord will guide you always. 
He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. There's promises there. He will guide you. Always. He will satisfy you. Your needs. He will strengthen you. And you will be like a well-watered garden. Today, this week, this last thought I want to leave with you is what garden am I? What garden can I be? Yesterday, what big thing happened yesterday, kids? What was going on on Saturday yesterday? What was happening? Yes, well, FA Cup final. FA Cup final. Who was in the FA Cup final? Watford. Watford. And 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 what was the score? Six nil. That collapsed rather like Watford's defence. Very tired, like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. 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 It was 1903. No way. That's right, when Barry was a young lad. <laughs> More like me. I was there at the cup final yesterday. A friend of mine had a spare ticket and uh, it was fun to go. I was sitting at the same end as the Man City supporters. Oh. Oh. So I was surrounded oh. with blue. And somewhere in that crowd was Penny's brother, who was there because he is a true die-hard proper fan, season ticket holder. Did, did you have your hands out, Marcus? Did, did I what? The issue? You didn't have your hands out. I did not have my hands out. <laughs> no, I did not. Um, and at one point in the match, when Watford were losing quite badly, I don't know where, maybe at four 0 or something like that. At the far end of the ground, where all the Watford fans were, all of them seemingly in unison lifted up their flags, which were yellow, red and black, and waved them really enthusiastically, and stood up and started to cheer their team. Even though they were losing 4-0, and it looked like it was going to get worse, and it did. But they, and they cheered from that point to the end of the match without stopping, applauding their team. And the city supporters stood up and clapped the Watford supporters for supporting their team. 
it was a quite a touching moment <laughs> as 85,000 people were applauding, cheering, clapping for slightly different reasons, but it was, it was, it was really quite moving. And it made me think about the fact that now when Jesus died on the cross, it looked like a defeat. And in some ways, of course, for Watford, it certainly was a defeat. But there's something glorious about participating, and there's something even more glorious about defeating defeat. And when Jesus died on the cross, in a sense, it was a defeat, because death took him. The eternal Son of God, it took him. But it wasn't the end. The power of God raised him from the dead. And so we now follow a victorious, dead, but now living Messiah. We follow someone who was dead, but is now alive. And in taking bread and wine, that bread symbolizing his body, and the wine symbolizing his blood, reminds us that what he gave us, he got back. And as we then die, and we return to the, uh, we return to the earth, right? All of us at some point will return to the earth, though we though will have a new life because of Jesus' new life. And we are participating even now in that triumph and in that victory. As it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. We are part of a triumphal procession. Now, City are going to get a bus stop tour, I, I, you know, in, uh, in, in, uh, in Manchester. What do I don't think they're going to get that? But never mind, we here are those who can celebrate no matter what's been going on in our lives or football results, because we are part of that triumphal procession because what Jesus did on the cross. So let's pray, and then we'll take that bread and wine. Pray Father, we thank you. We thank you for the humility of your Son, that he was willing to not only live our lives, but die our death. We thank you that he was prepared to surrender his body and his blood on the cross so that we could have victory over sin and death. We pray, Father, that as we take this bread and wine now, we pray it will strengthen us in our spirit to then be able to go and serve you, God, our Father, with greater faith and fearless We thank you that we are part of a victorious procession with Jesus at the head leading the way. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. No, no, no.
Rise to every age of God.